Aloha, I'm Ash. Aloha, I'm Matt. We are The Yoga Couple. Welcome back to another episode of The Inner Work Podcast. This episode is all about honing your intuition and starting to develop the skills to access the spirits, the spirit guides, the angels, the beings on the other side that are here to guide and help us. And this episode is going to be ultra spiritual, super mystical, magical, and it's something that me and Matt both really believe in and are tuning into every single day. And we talk about it all the time, but we've never publicly talked about it. Mm. And I would say this maybe is the episode where you might feel the chills and goosebumps a lot yeah. <laughs> because, uh, you know, we feel like it's just, you always get all these signs, right? For us, it's, it's numbers, you know, like we've always noticed that we get these angel messages and guidance through numbers and we'll always look them up. We'll be like, oh my gosh, look it. Yeah. For example, we'll be driving in the car, having a conversation about, you know, something that we're worried about or questioning or where we want an answer to, we want guidance. And then, you know, we'll look up and the numbers will be like one, two, three, four, or, um, exactly. Yeah. And I've started to actually been, learn, getting, I've learned what they, they all mean now because I would get like repeated ones. Seven one um, seven. I would get like seven, one, seven, seven, oh, seven, eight, oh, eight, eight, one, eight, like every morning and night, yeah. I would always happen to look at the clock at those times. And also another one was like nine, one, one and 919 like it was just so trippy obvious. when you, it's so obvious guys when you start to look up what these signs mean whether it's number sequences or for another one for us as animals yeah uh we'll have animal like uh, a praying mantis one day randomly just landed on the top of our car as in, we got in night. it and then just st- like sat right in the middle of the car was staring at us. just just right on the top of the hood center front and center like on being on a stage, just looking at us, just like, hi, I'm getting a message. Yeah. The thing for us is that whenever anything seemingly random happens, Mm -hmm. we don't consider it random. We consider it. There are no coincidences. On purpose. And we want to know the meaning behind these seemingly coincidences. So, you know, like Grey Kitty came to us and Gray Kitty is kind of like a stray cat, and there was no accident about a kitty oh my coming gosh. into our lives. That cat has taught me so much. Right. We we see it as a spiritual being coming to our lives for mm-hmm. a reason, and mm-hmm. whenever there's, like, butterflies flying by or, I don't know, any random, like, like bird. Yeah. We got a bird caught in our kitchen, you know, one day, one and I was day, like, what exactly. is this? I looked up the exact, you know, what, is, what does this red cardinal mm-hmm. mean? And... Mm-hmm. Starting to just hone in and trust that it there is meaning behind all these signs instead of just walking around your about your your life, never paying attention to any of those little nuances that happen. Yeah. And we have a special guest today who is a professional psychic medium. His name is Bill Phillips, and he's the author of Signs from the Other Side, which was just published um, March 5th. And we've been reading it because it's all about not just him telling you 
his experience with talking to spirits on the other side, but he he really tells and teaches you how to hone your own gift of talking to your spirit guides, uh, how to hone your own gift of mm. paying attention to your intuition and knowing that you are being guided and these signs that you're seeing in your life, these number sequences, these spirit animals, these little, qu- the license plates that keep coming in front of your face. Lyrics and music, a friend maybe saying something just random and you're like, whoa, how did you, okay. It all has it meaning. It all has meaning. It's all significant and, and on purpose. Almost like we could almost, you know, go that far to say like none of it is an accident. Yeah. And if you're someone like us who's just curious about improving the richness and the quality of your life on every aspect, you know, whether it's health, whether it's mindfulness, whether it's connection to the spirit realm, just understanding your eternal essence more than this, you know, bodily experience this information is important because it enriches your life because there's no more mundane days. It, yeah, it really makes every day magical. Because there's know? always a message. There's always, you're always being guided. Yeah, there's always, there's such amazing, it's like realizing that there's some epic purpose going on. Yeah. <laughs> that even you have like spiritual guardians and guides like literally trying to help you accomplish your spiritual destiny. And like, if you're someone who more skeptical of this, I'd invite you to just keep listening because Bill Phillips, he's truly wonderful and he's a highly respected psychic medium, which I I know, I I know those terms might trigger some people, but I would just invite you to listen because... And and invite you, as he says in his book, to, to try to believe it so that you can see it. Exactly. Just open yourself up because the things that he shares on this episode and in his book, Science from the Other Side, is it's not just about believing in him. It's about believing in yourself. Like you, we all have these abilities. We are all spiritual beings. And if you, if you want to learn how to harness those abilities and gifts that you do have, that we all have, this episode is for you. So without further ado, let's bring on Bill Phillips, author of Signs from the Other Side. He has a wait list that's a year and a half long um, for him to give readings to people, to connect with loved ones that have passed over the other side. I've watched plenty of his videos on Facebook. He's got 250,000 followers on Facebook and videos of him going into a room with complete strangers and then being able to talk and connect with their loved mm-hmm. ones, their spirit guides. And we are so honored that we're getting the opportunity to bring him on the Inner Work Podcast. So without further ado, let's bring him on. Welcome to the show, Bill. Welcome, Bill. <laughs> we're so excited to have you on the Inner Work Podcast. And congratulations on the launch of your new book, Signs from the Other Side. We are enjoying it. We're reading it right now. Oh, awesome. Thanks so much for having me. Yes, we have been so excited to read this book. It is utterly fascinating and um, watching you as well work and kind of like watching your videos, talking with people on YouTube and now reading this book and just seeing it all come together. It's absolutely uh, amazing. Tell us what was the inspiration for Signs from the Other Side Um, What inspired you to write this book? Yeah, so this book really came as a result of so many um, experiences that, you know, either clients were sharing with me or friends were sharing with me about their own experiences with their own connections. And it was something that was very personal to them. And I really wanted to expand upon that and show 
show everyone that, you know, that we have the ability to, doesn't matter who you are or, or your level of understanding about metaphysics or spirituality or the other side, but one thing that we all want to have a connection with are spirit, are our loved ones who are, who are in heaven. And um, so I really wanted to bring that to the audience and to give them this information as a, gu- as a guidebook for them to show them that they too can make the connections on their own with an open heart and an open mind. And, you know, one thing that we all connect on, on a soul level and a human level is our grief, you know, losing somebody and um, wanting to know that, that, they're, that they've survived. And it doesn't even just go with family or friends, just even knowing that there's a, uh, you know, spirit around us, angels around us, that we're being guided by something much larger than than ourselves, you know, and so really this book came as a uh, intention of wanting to empower people and to show them mm. that you too can find these connections and, and these signs, and they're very powerful, you know, and cathartic and really do uh, show us that this is only one drop in the bucket mm. of this physical life. That's what I appreciated so much about reading your book, Signs from the Other Side, is that Matt and I both feel like we are picking up on little affirmations from the 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 other side and angels, like, all the time. Like, we feel it, we see it, but we don't really have, we don't, we didn't feel until, like, now reading your book that, like, is this real? Are we just, (laughs) are we making this up? Are we seeing signs somewhere that, like, are we trying to find meaning in something? But, like, reading your book really validated that. Oh, no, it's real. It's real. It's so true, and we're always being guided, and that is so comforting, and that we all have the power to do it so you are a professional psychic median how did you first discover your gifts yeah you know to make a very long story short uh with this with the story i was um i had a pretty crazy childhood i'll I'll put that into a nutshell and i was kind of I, i was pulled back and forth between my parents and um when I was uh, a child, when I was just six, I was taken uh, to New York with, with my mother, and she took me there, and um, it was just a lot of chaos there. Uh, and during that time, uh, you know, she was going through her own addictions that she had, and uh, it was sort of like a theme within my parents' lives at, at that time. And as a child, not really understanding what to label this as, all I knew was that there was this energy around me. There was this, there was this like glow, this ball, this force filled of energy around me that was keeping me safe in the most dangerous situations. And I had no choice but to surrender to it. I had no choice but to let that be my guiding light. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you're going through such, you know, trauma like that, you're just never sure. You just have to have something that, to give you hope. You know. So for me, that's what that was. And um, I was there for close to three years, and then I was taken back to California, uh, rather Vegas first, then California, with my dad, and it was sort of a similar situation, so a lot of, it's a lot of chaos. Um, And I was kept from my mom for almost six years uh, across the country, and she she passed away unexpectedly um, three weeks shy of my 15th birthday. And I was able to fly out on a red eye um, and see her on, on her, on her deathbed. 
And, you know, I was her only child. We had a, just a completely strong bond regardless of the, of the circumstances. And she wanted to let me know that. So two nights after she passed away, she came to me. And I was, you know, it, it, was, it was a surreal experience for me how I experienced her energy. Um, but it led me to basically exploring this more. And I had so many of my own signs going on as a teenager. And uh, it wasn't until I was 18 that I was sort of put on the spot with this. And it was through my own doing. I was curious about death. I was curious about spirituality, metaphysics, how this all worked. And when I was 18, I literally came across a metaphysical shop in my or close to my hometown. And I walked in there, and they were doing a class on mediumship development and psychometry development and um i thought i was i was like why am i here i should not be here this is ridiculous <laughs> you know as, as an 18 year old with all these like you know people that were at the earliest probably 40 through 70 years old you know <laughs> and i was <laughs> put in the situation and i'm so glad that i went because it totally validated for me that uh, that, that there was something there. I just, you know, it was my first time really being put with someone else and and channeling that information through. So I remember um, being sat with a woman who was a stranger to me and holding her hand and within a few minutes describing to her um, her dearest friend that had passed away from a suicide. So wow. it was something wow. to me that I was completely just, I I was a little bit, freaked out, you know, I was a little bit like, what, what is going on here? But I knew that I had to keep exploring it and, and, and trusting it. And so that's sort of where that began for me. I was also, um, at the time pursuing, um, a, a degree in music. And so my, my focus at the time was on music, classical music, um, opera performance. And I eventually moved up north to San Francisco I was accepted to a, to a music conservatory up there. And um, even though I was practicing down south and I, and I had people coming to me and the word was spreading, I was still afraid to, to accept that as my life or as my calling. So I ran from it and I went to school. And of course, like this always happens, you know, it, it followed me. So I went up, mm-hmm. I went up to school and people that I, that I was connecting with needed this type of healing or needed the type of closure so i found myself little by little you know trusting people and um sharing with them my insights and that kind of grew from there and when i was done with school it was pretty obvious that training for me had a dual purpose it yes it was to fulfill this um this passion of mine but it also showed me how energy works on a deeper level and it showed me how um how connection works you know and that it was a very valuable thing that that people truly needed so when i was done with school i trusted spirit and i you know i told them okay i'm gonna do this and i want you guys to send those who you feel will most benefit from this to me and that's really what happened from that time so it's kind of it's been you know quite a while now but um for me it was life-changing and and to be of service to other people has been life-changing as well Wow. wow it's so incredible that you were able to 
just learn and develop this, these skills that, like you say in your book, are all innately in us. And now you're, you're, you're doing it. You're helping people all over. And not only just being a psychic medium, but you're also teaching people how to tap into their gifts themselves, which is so amazing. What is the difference between a psychic and a medium? Yeah, that's a really great question, and the the, the true difference is that um, a medium basically is able to channel the other side, so whereas a psychic is somebody who can, or intuitive, which we all have, we were sort of designed that way to be here, you know, in the physical shell to use that, that sensitivity, but a psychic is somebody who, or intuitive, is someone who's able to tune into energy of the living um, and to uh, basically, with their own insights, describe past, present, future, help people make decisions, you know, okay. kind of being a guide on that sense for the living. And a, a medium is someone who is able to be a guide as an as a in-between, between the living and those that are crossed over. Um, so it's really, a medium is really someone who is using those psychic senses to channel that information through. Gotcha. Okay. So that makes sense. Um, so yeah. here's, here's like the biggest thing that I just cannot wait to get into is just more so about you say in science from the other side that we are spiritual beings before we are human beings. And I mean, I think this is really revolutionary for people to start processing and absorbing that, that this is real. So can you like just elaborate on how real spiritual spirituality is like how real is it that we are spiritual beings and there are so many spiritual beings around us loving and guiding us i just want to hear more and i know our listeners want to hear more about this realization Mm -hmm. yeah you know spirituality in in my opinion is something that you know we are all spirit we are all spirit manifested into human form and you know, this, this can go in many different directions because, um, you know, man sort of made religion, you know, and put rules on things a long time ago. And it sort of created this division of, of the true nature of just knowing that we're connected to the universe, that we're connected to this force field, to this energy. And what I've learned since I've been connecting with the other side and sharing these insights is that we're basically coming to the earth plane to play out a role. You know, if you think about like, think about a play and different characters, that's really what it is. And we choose the lessons that we want to learn when we're in human form and we have a soul group. We have those that we've, that we've sort of um, been here with for many different lives. So we have these soul groups. We have people that, that we come here to learn with and, you know, people sometimes think that, oh, that's great. You know, that means that it's going to be a wonderful experience if we plan this, <laughs> this way. But, uh, <laughs> you know, and that's so far from the truth because part of the experience of being here is to experience all the emotions and um, everything that comes with being in a, in a human shell, which is the partially the ego, you know. And when we're in the human shell, we, we have incredible moments we have happiness joy but we also have moments of grief and loneliness and sadness and anger and things of that nature but we really are here to experience all the different facets of of being in in this human form um and what i find interesting is that you know 
we we do choose our families. We do choose the soulmates that we come to interact with. And people think that, oh, well, a soulmate is someone that is my is the one, and I'm going to be with them forever. And that's also not true because we have more than one soulmate, mm. and we have people mm, that right. you know we uh, bump into. Like I'm sure you've had this experience where you bump into somebody that is totally random and you just feel this intense connection with them that you cannot explain. And it's something that is just really deep in your heart or your or your gut. And that is a soul recognition. That is two souls having that connection and going, wow, yes, I remember you. I remember this connection. So throughout our lives, you know, if you're open to that, to that philosophy and if you're open to how we are how we were de- how we were designed to be here then you realize that it all kind of makes sense that you know you decided to take a different route this day and you went to Starbucks and you bumped into this person in line and it was like this amazing connection and you guys are friends you know 20 years later that that's really how it works and mm. i know for me i i always talk about you know I chose, you know, I chose to have this experience with my mom, with my dad, with my family, and it all goes, it all goes back to basically love, love for self, love for other people, unconditional love, and what that connects with is forgiveness, because we have to, part of loving someone is forgiving, you know, the past or forgiving an action, it's acceptance, you know, it's self-acceptance. Um, it's it's relief, it's surrender, it's letting go. So there's so many different lessons that we come to learn that all go back to love. Wow. And just to affirm that too, I've I've learned too kind of like that the soul groups, you come to learn with them, but sometimes they'll play, uh, you know, say in this life, they'll play the um, antagonist role for you. So maybe... This time, they aren't going to be maybe the friend. Maybe they're going to be the perceived enemy in your life because you're you're teaching each other, like you just said, like maybe the lesson was actually forgiveness. Maybe they're going to wrong you in this life and there's actually an exchange that way. Does that, is that resonate? Is that truth as well in that? That is, that is yeah, that is entirely true. So um, let's say that, you know, uh, let's say that you chose to, come into a lifetime and you and the person that is playing your mom are having this, this experience and, you know, there's a lot of risk and a lot of um, issues within your relationship. Um, you know, this can go in so many different directions, but uh, let's just say that you and mom chose this particular role in this lifetime. You guys may choose to come back again in, in, in the next lifetime and in completely swap roles where you decide to be, you know, physical lovers in the next lifetime to learn lessons that maybe you feel like you could have delved deeper with in that previous life. So you're always given an opportunity to explore your, you know, deepest essence and your truest nature. Fascinating. And it really just depends on, on the person. Yeah. Yeah, like knowing that information just, you know, for our listeners, it's kind of fun to just start to think about your relationships in a more um, in-depth way like that and ask instead of just going about, you know, your day-to-day, ask like, what is this relationship here to teach me? So I really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, and and to also know that everything, nothing is by accident. Every every mm. person that we meet is, is for, it's for a purpose, whether it be you know, a colleague, 
league, whether it be, like you said earlier, like a perceived enemy or something, or whether it be a child, there, there's always, there's, there's a reason for the connection. Mm. Right. We even say that about a cat that came into our life. Yeah, recently. We had <laughs> We're a like, oh God, this, this cat was drawn. Because it's a stray cat and we're like, this cat came into our life on purpose. Yes. Especially, especially fur babies. Absolutely. Really? They are, okay. They're also part of, of our, of our soul group connection and they travel with us. I, I firmly believe that. Wow. So, absolutely. That Beautiful. So cool. Thanks for affirming that. Yes. So as we're, you know, paying more attention to our intuitions and those promptings and starting to like see the signs and recognize the signs around us um what what could you say is really the difference between the connection you have to your intuition and a psychic ability well you know they they really do go hand in hand i i feel like your intuition is sort of the catalyst to understanding your psychic senses so the intuition part of yourself is sort of like your your guidance system, like your you know it's just it's it's the feeling part of this. So it's when you have a really bad feeling about something and you don't know why. It's like you meet somebody and you and you just get like no, walk away. You know, it's the feeling where the phone rings and you know who's calling on the other end of the of the line. So the intuition is really that starting place of understanding. Um, what it what it feels like and then once once you understand that process then it's developed into um understanding the different sensitivities the different clairs you know the different like okay somebody may be really 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 uh, strong with uh seeing things visually in their mind's eye that's clairvoyance and then some people may be really strong at hearing things in their in their mind's voice and that's clear audience and a lot of people are clairsentient which is just clear feeling and having those gut feelings and, and this knowing so and that's clear cognizant. So they kinda they kinda go hand in hand. But once you understand what the intuition feels like, then you can expand upon that and see where your strengths lie. So I'm, I'm so grateful to also be, to be able to teach about this as well and to show people for themselves, you have it too, and this is how it looks for you, and so you need to keep trusting this, you know. It all comes back to trust, you know, when we're, when we're truly in alignment with our higher self and um, in that space, we are so trusting of it. However, the one thing that can pull us off course or off track with that is the ego and is the rational part of our of our mind that wants to um that wants to doubt everything it wants to it wants to convince us you know that um that we have to suffer and that you know that this is it you know and it pulls us down when we give our energy to it so i i love to also show people the difference between those two realms and to help to help silence one of them being the ego, you know, the, the rational part of ourselves and to really give our, our faith and our, and our attention to our, to the intuitive part of ourselves, to that right side of our brain, you know, to the place that's loving and positive. And really when you give your attention there and your energy there, it does strengthen like, like building a muscle. It really does take time and patience with it. But once you, once you sort of set the intention and once you give yourself permission to let yourself go there, after a 
while, it does become like second nature. It's just like it's as simple as breathing. Wow. Mm. So it's really just, you know, to develop these skills and hone into them is to kind of like starve out the... Starve the ego, Starve feed the, the ego, soul. feed the soul. Yeah, like just stop giving so much attention yeah. to the mind that wants to argue. And rationalize. With that gut instinct or that vision or that feeling that you have. It's like you feel it or I'll just speak for myself. I'll feel an intuition and and then it will feel really true in my being, in my essence. But then seconds later, the mind will come in and be like, uh-uh, well, what about this? What about that? What about that? And it will like argue with my intuition. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and that's, you know, and, and it really does go back to that spiritual lifestyle and that spirituality because we're, we're here to really give ourselves, to kind of pull ourselves out of that ego because that, that's there for a, for a purpose, for like survival mode, you know, right. which was designed so many so many years ago. We don't really need to associate that with it now, but it's, it's traveled with us. So we have to learn how to really kind of, as much as we can, turn down that knob, turn it off, you know, and, um, and so I really feel like just living a spiritual life is all about, you know, um, surrendering that fear and letting, letting love kind of lead the way, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, so in doing so, you also strengthen the blueprint as to why you're here in the first place, which is mm-hmm. to be that intuitive self and to let your feelings guide you. And I, and I feel like, you know, over the years as a society, even we've been sort of, um, we've been going against that. So now we've been having this awakening that is bringing bringing that back to the forefront. So I think it's really cool to see around the world. Absolutely. Um, It's kind of interesting too, in the yogic philosophies, um, you kind of confirmed a couple of things that I wanted to go ahead and bring up is in the yoga philosophies, you know, it's, it's that we take on multiple lifetimes and we keep being Uh, coming back and forth into these lives, like you said, flipping roles with people, learning things, and ultimately returning back to love. It's kind of interesting to hear that all your work with the spirits have basically confirmed that for you, that that is exactly what we're up to. And it's, it's a, every life is a continuing process of purifying our ability to love. Would that be maybe an accurate way to put it? Yes. uh, Yes, absolutely. Sort of like, uh, removing the layers of resistance that, that keep mm. you from letting love be transparent and to flow through you. Mm. Um, wow. And that's why, that's why I love yoga as well for the same reasons, you know, just the philosophy of it as well. It's just, it's just to, to be that light, you know, and to spread that light. And we each, we each have that light to spread. So even if it's not through, you know, channeling messages from the deceased, there's another, there's another way of doing it. it. Could be through writing, you know, or it could be through someone sharing their sharing music with somebody, um, or whatever their whatever their um, their gift may be in this lifetime. It's just basically sharing your gift with the world, and not and, and you know that sounds so much easier said than done. And for every person, it's going to look different. It's going to feel different. Um, and there's there's always going to be lessons around um, releasing fear about doing what truly drives mm-hmm. you, you know, and what truly lights lights up your heart. And we all have something to give. You are in alignment with that, and in, in alignment with your intuition. It does become this um, this process, and there and at times it, it will feel like walking a tightrope, you know, because that that fear is always kind of going to be lingering around you. But it's just a matter of knowing how to sort of 
compartmentalize it and into really where to give your energy to. Right, right. And in, in a few uh, previous yeah. episodes, we've talked a lot about that concept in yoga, basically what you just described as dharma, you know, what is your, your life uh-huh. purpose. So I wanted to ask, what are, what are some of maybe your favorite examples or some powerful examples of how people on the other side might be reaching out to us that maybe our listeners can, uh-huh. can kind of start to think, oh my gosh, you know, maybe that's happened in my life. Yeah, you know, I, I feel guided to say numbers are a huge <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, that happens to be our yeah, obsession, and- so that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, and it's something, and I'll, I'll give you an example, because they, they like to use different, um, you know, it, it's always going to be unique to the person that's experiencing it. Interesting. So let's just say, you know, someone's dad passed away and his birthday was October 23rd, that the person might start seeing 1023 everywhere and not knowing why they're seeing that mm. on the clock and on receipts and things like that. And there's, there's a reason for it. So um, with me, my one of my mom's signs to me through numbers is 143. It's code for I love you. And this, this all began back in the, <laughs> the late 90s, um, you know, when we had pagers. I remember I had a pager for a brief time, and she used to page me 143, 143, and there was other examples, too. And so um, this one I actually didn't understand until uh, years later, but, I, but it started to really materialize all around me where I see it quite often now where it could be like a car gets in front of me and the, the, the last three numbers are 143. It could be that I'm going to, um, you know, get lunch somewhere or dinner somewhere and the total on the receipt is 143. Um, it could be the time, you know, there's, there, there, there's so many different ways. Um, and many people have, many people see, you know, 1111, 111. That number has a few different meanings to it because it's a very um, high vibrational angelic number as well that just kind of shows you that, you know, you're being, you're being guided and, you're, and your thoughts are being heard. But as well, if someone close to you that crossed had that as a date, let's just say, you know, that they their birthday was 11-11 or they passed away on one eleven. they're going to show that to you as well as a validation. Mm. Um, so there's just so many ways. And also, um, you know, 3-3-3, who wakes up in the middle of the night, you know, at 3-3-3 in the morning and sees that on their clock, that sort of spirit showing you that they're trying to help you understand the frequency and the, and the, and the, um, the connection between the physical and non-physical. We, wow. we so that, love that. <laughs> yeah, we love that. We are super drawn to noticing number messages and we look up the number messages all the time and we don't really let them slide. We like. don't ever, we're always say them to each other. We'll be like, oh my gosh, 111 or we'll be like 303. And we'll look it up. It'll always be about what we're going through. Like the message of the number will always correlate. It's, it is absolutely amazing. It's so amazing that it makes life mystical as heck. It makes it so exciting and like just a very mysterious, fun journey being here where there's like, there's actually so much communication going on that if you have the eyes to see it, it's actually really magical. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And, and, you know, and I, I love how you said that because it, it does, it, it invigorates your soul and it, and it, it gives you the chills and it, and it shows you like, you're not just here to just be here to exist. You know, you're here to use all of these tools to, you know, um, co-create, you know, and, and to connect with people and to really live 
a wonderful a wonderful life, you know. Um, and so when we really give ourselves to that, and we um, and we surrender to it, and we and we understand that it does take on a life of its own. So um, that's awesome. And there's so many other ways too. You know, music's another huge way as well that they like to get our attention because they're trying, they're always trying to give a voice to themselves. You know, when we, when we cross over, we do lose the physical body. And so like my job as a medium is to give the spirits a voice, you know? And so they're always trying to give themselves a voice, whether it be through music and you might turn on the the car, you know, radio uh, uh, and you might hear just the perfect lyrics. It might just say, you know, everything's going to be all right, or you are loved or whatever it may be. And you're like, I need to hear that so badly right now in this moment. And when you are open to it and when you make it part of your daily ritual, um, it does quell that, that loneliness and that fear that the ego likes to conjure up for us, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so it's a huge way. Another huge way, um, I brought through, or I said license plates a minute ago, but license plates, really pay attention to um, how your how your day goes if you drive and, and maybe cars that, that get in front of you and just notice the, the sequence or the numbers. They're always trying to orchestrate us to receive signs that way as well because a lot of us spend a lot of our time on the road, you know, and it's, it's kind of like our meditation where we put the music on and we're, and we're in this bubble and we are with our thoughts for 20 minutes, an hour, however long it may be every day. And when you're, when you're in the, when you're in your personal space like that, that's when they like to connect with you the most because they know that you're, you're more aware in those moments, mm. you know? Um, and also nature as well. Nature is a huge one. Um, pay attention to like, you know, robins tapping on the window and butterflies flying by. They have a way of really orchestrating all these things into our existence. Yes. We, we always, when a random animal comes into our life, like the other day, a random, uh, moth, I, as I was coming in, it flew in the door in that split second and, and then was like in the house. So I was like, what is why? What does a moth mean? Why did it just come in? Like, because these things are not accidents. I love that you're, you're kind of affirming that for your reader um, in your book, Signs from the Other Side. You're really trying to get us to see that nothing is an accident. The Pay numbers, attention. the animals, the, yeah. the nature, like whatever the thing is, like it is not a coincidence. And I think that's a huge thing for us to again wake, it, up it, to. wake up to and see the magic see the communication all around us you you also oh, say yeah. that the way you can tell that these things are happening is that you'll get like chills or goosebumps in your body and that this is one way that the soul is sending a signal to our physical form could you just tell us more about that so we could become more attuned to like when these signs are happening yeah, you know, a lot of so think about when you um, are maybe at a concert or you or you hear a piece of music that just moves you and you get the goosebumps. It's a similar thing. Your soul is having a, a reaction to that resonance, you know. And so a lot of times, music for us does that. But when you have when you have the aha moment that you're receiving that sign, a few things could happen. A, you could have the chills. Or you could be moved to tears even as well. I know that even even myself, there's been times where I, I was so moved and I just like bawled my eyes out. But they were happy tears though, you know. Um, so those are those are huge ways. Also, it's always really cool when 
when someone else is around you and is able to validate what you're experiencing. And I find this a lot with, um, you know, couples or, or best friends or things like that where they, they will both either have the experience in the same setting or they will both report back and say, I had this incredible experience. And then the friend or the partner says, I had the same thing happen to me as well. You know, mm. so it just shows you even more validation that we're all connected on that form, you know. Um, but, but mostly I would say pay attention to your feelings and pay attention to how your body reacts because your body is going to be your biggest messenger to you, especially when it's clear and free. It's going to be able to articulate in, in some way what you need to hear, and that's usually through our feelings. So it's, it's super important to, you know, to be open and, and honest with yourself. That's all a part of spirituality as well, you know, and, and releasing anything that's not for your highest good. But when you're truly in alignment with yourself and you have those experiences, there is there is no doubt in your mind that what you are experiencing is true and real. Mm. I love that. I've been getting chills and goosebumps throughout this interview, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, so what advice do you have uh, for people who are having a hard time believing, you know, all this stuff we're talking about that, you know, the magic and that it is real, you know, for people who have loved ones that maybe they've lost, how do you help them realize that like they are still accessible? Yeah, I would say um, the first thing I would say is, let go of any kind of, you know, preconceived notion of, of how you're supposed to experience the sign. So a lot of people will tell me, you know, I just want to have a dream with them in it. You know, I just want to be mm. able to see them again. And I completely understand that. And a lot of us do experience them in that state because we're um, on all, you know, we're uninhibited and we're not, we're not really using our, our rational mind. So that's when they like to come in the most is when we're in that in between space. Mm. Um, but I would also say, um, spend time, spend time sort of with your thoughts, you know, really kind of coming to the present because, a lot of times what happens, especially if someone's lost someone, their grief takes over, and that grief is, is partially connected to the ego. You know, it's partially connected to the fear that inhabits that part of ourselves. So if you're able to, like, really be still with yourself and to re- kind of release those layers just, just temporarily, you know, you will, you will start to notice... Um, different feelings within you and you will start to notice sort of an anchor with, with inside of yourself that is um, able to recognize um, your your soul nature and your true nature, your, your, your higher self. But it does require you to remove all the distractions around you. Mm-hmm. And especially in this day and age, we have everything available to us instantly. You know, we have the Starbucks, we have the Amazon, we have delivery systems all over the place. So we're used to having, you know, boom, 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 this instant gratification. And I, I, just, I feel guided to say that it does require you to kind of un, undo that, that sort of thinking, you know, mm-hmm. kind of getting back to your, to your truest nature. And then once you're there, you know, just set the intention and, and invite them to give you 
any sign that is going to be for your highest good and is going to definitely, without a shadow of a doubt, show you that you are still connected to them. And then surrender what that will look like because sometimes some the ego is going to want to say, no, it has to be, I have to see this physically. You know, I, I have to have them materialize in front of me to <laughs> right. know that it's them. You know, and that's the ego trying to destroy any potential of that. So I would encourage anyone to really go, you know, I, I'm going to just notice what happens around me. I'm going to be present and aware, and boom, there it is. There's the ladybug landing on my, on my, you know, windshield on my car in the morning and coming back to me at night before I, before I pull into my house. Mm. There's a sign, you know, or, or it could be the numbers again. Just really notice uh, a sequence around you of what you're experiencing. But a lot of times they're very subtle. They're right there. And if you're not present, they will go right over your head. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, that makes yeah. perfect sense. It's just yeah. a matter of, and it's kind of like what you say in Science from the Other Side, you know, you, you we need to shift to, uh, I need to believe it to see it. You know, you kind of, it sounds like you really have to kind of, we have to create the spacious, spaciousness for them to come into. We have to kind of, uh, we first. have to believe it and kind of almost like set the environment. Um, a, a curious thing is, are certain spirits more accessible on the other side than others? Yeah, you know, definitely the answer to that is yes, because it just depends on what they are, what what they're doing over there. You know, what what their um, orientation looks like, what they're learning. You know, or maybe they're helping other people as well. So it really depends. It also depends on how long they've been over there for, because. You know, here, here physically, we we kind of dictate our lives to calendars and clocks, and we've scientifically come up with this, you know, measurement system that doesn't exist where where they're at. So, um, a lot of times, when somebody first crosses over, they're going to be very strong to the earth plane. I remember actually when my mother passed away, the first week that she passed away, um, people. Um, that her were within her boyfriend's family all had an experience of the phone ringing and they pick up the phone and through the static, they could hear her voice. Wow, you know, she was still very chills. much connected to the earth plane. <laughs> so a lot of times people will have these experiences that are just like uncanny within a, within a week or so of someone's passing. And then as time goes on, you know, um, they sort of ascend and as they ascend, they become like more connected to um, to the elements around us, you know. So that's why a huge a huge sign could be just in nature, you know, walking your dog and seeing this hawk kind of fly overhead, you know, and you know, you're like, why is that hawk flying over my head right now? Of all of all days, it, you know, they they they're just trying their their best to give you that acknowledgement and that validation, um, but yes you know, they're not 100% always available. Just the same way that, you know, I, you're not always available if, let's say, you know, Ash has to get a hold of you or something, you know. It really just depends on sending out the signal first, like, hello, I need you right now, and then giving it <laughs> giving it some time for that to materialize. So it's kind of like, wow. you know, making a phone call, basically. Gotcha. Wow, yeah, That's amazing. so interesting. Okay, so the question I've been, yeah. like, dying to ask you, no pun intended, <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> 
what would you say as a psychic medium happens to us when we die? Like, do you, do you know, would you be able to kind of tell us that I'm dying to know? <laughs> yeah. You, you know, what's so interesting. There, there's, there's been, um, there have been certain films that really sort of depict it in a, in their own unique way. And I always sort of give people this, this example that of course isn't, isn't, a direct reality, but it does show certain elements to what happened. And I always tell people to watch Beetlejuice, which, you know, was such a huge film, you know, mm. back in the, what was it, the, like the early 90s. But what happens when we die, from what I understand, and of course, I'll know the full story when I get there, but from what from what I've been shown is that we, are, we release the physical body instantly. So we're releasing, you know, all of that heaviness, all of that ego sense that has sort of made up our shell. And once that happens, it's just like when you're born, you know, and you have to learn how to walk and talk again. You're sort of learning, again, how to exist in that spirit form. And you're going through and you're um, reviewing, you know, you're reviewing your life and you're saying, okay, wow, I really did learn that lesson. A plus there for me, you know. Um, and, And things make more sense to you, too. You're like, I wasn't able to, like, I wasn't able to um, to forgive so-and-so or myself for this action. And when you're there, you understand why the action happened to begin with. Mm. Um, you're also met up with your own committee of guides, your angels, people that, that were part of your soul group that are there to help you understand that process as well. And then mostly I feel like what we're doing when we're in spirit form is we're instantly creating and manifesting what we want to experience. So this is a huge one because, um, whenever I channel or whenever I'm giving a reading, you know, whether it be individually or for an audience, what they always are trying to bring through is the message of don't wait till tomorrow to do this. You know, don't, Mm -hmm. don't wait till you're 65 to go to, you know, Japan for a vacation. Do it now because this is, this goes by so fast, and also they're there to show us that we do have the ability to manifest and co-create what we're supposed to experience while we're here. And they want us to know: don't live in fear; just do it. Just step out of your fear and do it. Because once you're there, you're going to be like, you know, when I was in that body, I really wish I had, you know, not been such a workaholic. You know, I really wish I wasn't so fearful with my thinking. I wish I would have given myself more opportunities to to be free. You know, those things kind of come up as well as we as we cross over. So, a lot of times they're trying to remind us, even through these signs as well, to just live in the now and to really just go for it. You know, as as cliche as that sounds, there is so much truth to it. You say that in addition to our loved ones speaking to us in these ways, that we also have spirit guides that there might not necessarily be like somebody who passed away, but more so like a guide that's helping us. Like you just talked about our soul group. Could you tell us more about that? I am so curious about that because I haven't had anybody like close to me pass away, but I feel like I am connected We're guided by spirits all the time. time. It doesn't have to always be somebody that you knew, you know, in in your physical life. You know, like for you, Ash, it, it could have been like a great 
grandmother that died before you were born. You know, there, there, there's so many ways of, of looking mm. at it. And even besides your, your familial, um, you know, like family-oriented people, we also have people that were, that, that, that were sent to us as well. So we all have like this master guy that was, that has been basically sent to us since birth to help us through. And then we also have guides that kind of come and go depending on our need as well. So, you know, if someone's going through like a really disastrous relationship and they just need some assistance, understanding their, their role in this and to, and to maybe release it, move on from it, there's going to be someone sent to them to help them understand that. In the same way that your loved ones are giving you these signs, there's always an energy there that's trying to inspire you and enlighten you um, to show you your part of the journey, that you're not just here physically, you know, living a life. There's, there's so much higher purpose behind why you're here. So, you know, we, we do have the, the guys that, that can be, you know, at times our loved ones. My mom is one of my biggest guys, my biggest cheerleaders over there. But I also have people there too that I did not know in this life that have been with me for a very long time. That that showed me that, you know, when I was going through these sort of traumas or experiences, that they were there, that that, that was the force field that I was experiencing around me, you know. Um, and so then we have angels and angels are the purest form of energy. They've never encompassed a physical body before, you know, they've always been in spirit form and they're the ones as well that are always trying to leave us these, these signs. A lot of people will, will see angels like sparks of light, like little twinkles, you know, and not really understand like, why am I seeing that? Is it, is it in my head or something? You're, you're experiencing the, the lightness of their frequency. Um, so that's really important to kind of keep in mind as well, knowing that. But um, just realizing that you have a group around you of, of, of the unseen world that are helping you in this life is so just completely comforting, you know, um, reassuring. And when those, when those validations and when those signs appear, it just shows you for sure, like, oh, my God, this is a gift to be here. This is a gift to be in this body right now. So take advantage of it. Wow. And then it, it sounds like too, you said, um, there's a master guide and maybe what came to my mind when you said that is the concept of a guardian angel then sounds completely spot on. Is, is that, was that? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah. We, you know, I remember when I was, um, when I was 16, about a year after my mom's, um, passing, I was in a really bad car accident, and I remember, like, within a fraction of a second, seeing my whole life flash before me, and it's so hard to really put into words, but I, I had this, this experience, and I thought, on a, on a mind level, that I was going to die. I saw the car coming at me, I thought, this is the, I'm, I'm, I'm out of here, and then I had this, this crazy review go on, and then... Um, I, I felt someone like hugging me. And when I came to, you know, I was still in the body, you know, I was still there, but mm. I, I, I do feel like I had this sort of exit that I, I, that I, I went through for that split second to realize that my time, my time wasn't done yet, but I, I had more time here. So um, a lot of people have those experiences, especially when it's sort of like a near death experience or, mm -hmm. uh, or an emergency or trauma that they, they have no choice but to go to that that spirit side 
to to find that that comfort and that protection and we all have it yeah i had a very similar experience when i was uh like eight um where it was a very near-death experience and felt basically exactly how you described that saw my life up to that point went to the other side and then was like, nope, you, you're not done. You're going back. Um, something that's come into my mind though, that I want to make sure and say that's, um, is I think maybe why people are resistant to accepting that there's spirits on the other side is, is it that the possibility that if we accept there's these angelic spirits and all these good spirits that that also means we have to accept that all the concepts of demons and devils and stuff like that do we therefore have to accept that they are real too and maybe that's why we're afraid as humans to admit that there are spirits that, that's a really good point um and that that does validate a lot of fear behind it because because you're right you know with the light, there is a dark, you know, and yes, there is a dark side. And it, it really goes down to how you view your energy and, and how much energy you give to that dark side. Mm. Um, you know, so when, when someone's really in a, in a depression or let's just say um, that their depression will spiral them into addiction on some level. So they're, they're going outside of themselves to numb themselves, alcohol, drugs, whatever it may be. When their vibration is low like that, it's the same way that when your immune system is low, you're more susceptible to getting illness. The same thing happens on your energy body as well, your etheric body. When you are in that space where your vibration is very low and you feel very, very just awful, bad, whatever it may be, they the dark side has an opportunity to latch on to you and to kind of wreak havoc a little bit. And, you know, I, I've heard them be referred to as dark digits before or demons or whatever it may be. But that's why spiritual protection is also so important. I do talk about it in, in this book as well as my first book, too, about how to really just surround yourself in that light. And I do it, the first thing I do in the morning is kind of like, you know, gear up and, and just shield myself with that light before I even get out of bed in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and for, for me personally, it's because I'm doing such, you know, intense energy work that I don't want anyone's stuff lingering around me. You know, I oh, want to have my, my bubble be to myself, you know. But no, that is a really good point, and I, I do believe that that's part of it. I also believe that people um, have pain as well. There's certain amounts of pain or um you know, they, they, they might feel jaded about a previous experience and they're not allowing their their spirit side to analyze it. They're only letting their ego side to analyze it. And so when something, you know, so-called bad happens, there's two ways to think about it. There's a way of thinking about it like, oh, I'm doomed and this was a, this was a curse or whatever. And then there's a way of thinking about it that, you know, there, there, there's a blessing in everything, you know what I mean? And so there's there's two different ways of viewing a situation, but I feel like what happens a lot with people is that they're so hurt by something, whether someone passing or rejection or whatever it may be, their, their circumstances, that um, this blockage happens and the ego takes over and is not able to allow them to let that light in. Um, but we all have the capability of doing that. It just takes time. And I feel like everyone in a lifetime really has the opportunity 
to have that recognition that they are a soul in the body. Um, not everyone wants to believe that, you know, and that's, that, in my opinion, is the ego sort of closing that door shut, mm. you know. So definitely, I, I really do feel like fear plays a major role in that, for sure. That makes sense. What do you hope that readers will take away from your book, Signs from the Other Side, if you could, you know, just put that out there for our listeners? Yeah, um, it's really cool. I've, I've already been getting um, several messages from people about um, the fact that they're like, I know that I'm not crazy now from reading this. I know <laughs> that what I've experienced is is true and real. And, and the, the fact that they're able to, to, to see that other people have had the same experience takes away that that judgment you know that that shows them like a lot of people do experience this but they are so afraid of bringing that to light with anyone because they're afraid about how they're how they're going to be perceived you know so really a big intention for me was to remove that judgment and so that anyone who's experienced something supernatural like that is able to to know that wow I, I'm not crazy, or I didn't make it up in my head that this was real, and it's it's shown on the proof in these pages. And to me, that is so empowering, and it really does show people um, that we all have access to them. We have to just maintain that neutral position and that open heart. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I'm getting out of your book reading it. I feel super validated, and I feel encouraged to tap more into um, my intuition and paying more attention to the signs. And, and we, we, we do do that, but there is that doubt that comes into my head. And, and I feel like your book is really inviting us to kind of, like you said, t- turn that part of the brain off and just trust in the goodness and that we're always being guided. And what would my life feel like if I could just like lean into that a little bit more. So I really appreciate your book and I'm so glad that you took the time to to write it and put this information out because it's helping me and I know it's helping so many other people. Um, Could you tell our listeners where they can find you, where they can find your book? I know that you do live events. Could you um, just let everybody know where they could learn more? Sure, yes. So I have a website. It's just my full name. It's billphillips.com and my last name is spelled a little bit uniquely. It's with one L and two P's. So it's P-H-I-L-I-T-P-S dot com. Um, and I'm also on Facebook, Psychic Medium Bill Phillips on Facebook. I make it my daily mission to inspire people all over the world. So I, I have daily inspiration for people that just need to hear these, these higher truths and these higher messages. Um, I'm on Instagram, Bill Phillips, um, and I, I do travel the country doing, um, you know, group readings, audience readings, and um, and recently I've been teaching more as well. So I'm very grateful for that opportunity, too. So, um, yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. Thank you so thank you much, so Bill. Much. This was Absolute so fun. pleasure. Yes. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. Likewise. Totally. To purchase Bill Phillips' book, Signs from the Other Side, you can click the link in the description of this podcast or also find a link on our social media channels. We've got an Instagram highlight with all of our podcast episodes and all of the books from all of our amazing authors. And on another note, there's only four spots left to the Inner Work Soul Renewal Retreat right here on Big Island, Hawaii. If you're curious and you want to learn more about the retreat, you can visit our website, theyogacouple.com, and reserve your spot for 
only $500. The full payment isn't due until May 1st. We hope that you will join us for a week of transformation, of healing inner work, and of course, a Hawaiian vacation here on Big Island with us. And until next week, guys, namaste. Namaste. Namaste.